Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to Part B of my podcast on the coronavirus. For those of you that listened to Part A, you sent me in some great questions, and I'd like to address some of those right now. The first question was, is where do I get most of my information from? Well, for those that were subscribers to RTR, Results to Research, my monthly audio magazine that was listened to on every single continent in the world, already know that I subscribe to over 30 different health journals on a monthly basis. Everything from the New England Journal of Medicine right on down to the Lancet. Then my research team goes through the different articles and studies and takes a look at who funded them, where's the money trail, who are the participants in them, so that we can bring you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth from these journals. The same way that I'm going to be doing in these podcasts. So the next question was, what's the difference mainly between seasonal flu and the coronavirus? Well, it's an interesting question since it has to do with the RNA sequencing or the genetics of it. Seasonal flu is an all-human virus. The DNA and RNA chains that make up the virus are recognized by the human immune system. This means that your body has some immunity to it before it comes around each year. And you get your immunity usually by being in the company of someone with the flu or being the caretaker of somebody with the flu. Novel viruses come from animals. The World Health Organization tracks novel viruses in animals, sometimes for years watching for mutations. Usually these viruses only transfer from animal to animal pigs in the case of H1N1, and birds in the case of the Spanish flu. But once one of these animal viruses mutates and starts to transfer from animals to humans, then we have a problem. Why? Because we have no natural or acquired immunity to it. The RNA sequencing of the genes inside the virus isn't human, and the human immune system doesn't recognize it, so it can't fight it off. Thus, This is why we need to keep our immune systems strong. We do this through sound nutrition and supplementation and making sure that we address the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors that we're exposed to on a daily basis in a proper way. So in reality, when you think you're doing something good for yourself from a physical standpoint, if you are buying into this craziness and panic in the world that's going on right now, then you're not doing yourself any good from a chemical or psychological standpoint of stress. This will definitely compromise your immune system, something we don't want to do. Now, sometimes the mutation only allows the transfer from animal to human. And for years, its only transmission is from an infected animal to a human before it finally mutates so that it can now transfer human to human. Once that happens, we now have a new contagion phase. And depending on the fashion of this new mutation, that's what decides how contagious or how deadly it's going to be. Now, H1N1 was deadly, make no mistake about it, but it did not mutate in the way that was as deadly as the Spanish flu. Let's take a look at the numbers of the H1N1. H1N1, believe it or not, had over 60.8 million cases with over 12,469 deaths. Hopefully, the coronavirus won't come anywhere near that. But putting it into perspective, that didn't get anywhere near the kind of news or coverage that the coronavirus is getting right now. Which brings us back to the coronavirus. It existed in animals only for nobody knows how long, 
But one day at an animal market, supposedly, and we are looking into that as well, in Wuhan, China, in December of 2019, or November, since the Chinese aren't being completely transparent with us, it mutated and made the jump from animal to people. At first, only animals could give it to a person. But here's the scary part. In just two weeks, it mutated again and gained the ability to jump from human to human. The coronavirus is not being in any human form or virus where we would have some natural or acquired immunity took off like a rocket. And this was because humans have no known immunity to it and doctors have no known medicines for it. And it just so happens that this particularly mutated animal virus changed itself in such a way that it causes great damage to the human lungs. That's why corona uh, coronavirus is different from the seasonal flu or H1N1 for that matter, or any other type of influenza. Now, we do have some tools in our shed, as history has taught us, and by the immediate closings of public places and limiting your exposure to large groups of people, we can hopefully, con hopefully contain this pandemic in a way that we are starting to right now. Now, it just so happens that this virus happens to like the elderly, or dislike, should I say. As in Italy, we saw a tremendous amount of deaths there, but when taking a look at the numbers and the actual cases, you will see that the majority of the people were again in their 70s and 80s with compromised immune systems, with underlying health conditions, and with respiratory problems to begin with. It doesn't seem to like the young and middle-aged much, although we do hear about the occasional case from time to time, people tend to be rebounding quickly from it. Those that are showing full-blown symptoms are recovering greatly. In fact, there have been over 55,000 documented cases of full and total recovery. Now, remember, just because we are young and feel impregnable doesn't necessarily mean that we can't get it or at least be someone who's a transmitter of it, which is why, again, being socially conscious about where we go and who we spend time with and how close we get to people will play an important role of the spread of this. We do want to be mindful as to who we come in contact with, especially when we are going to be around our elders, whether it be your parents or grandparents, because again, we could be asymptomatic and not show any signs of it, but still be a transmitter of it. Be mindful too of touching surfaces. We now know that it can live on a surface for up to four days, and some people are saying that it can even go out as far as eight days. So buttons, knobs, handles, anything that you come in contact with on a daily basis, make sure that you use a good alcohol-based sanitizer to clean it with. And forever what you do is please do not touch anything and then touch your face, nose, eyes, or mouth. It's an easy way to be able to transmit the virus to yourself. Lastly, there is a lot of great news in this. China has just closed the last pop-up hospital that they built because of a lack of coronavirus patients. There seems to be an incredible amount of recovery going on, right on down to a 105-year-old Chinese woman in Wuhan. Israel plans on releasing a medicine or vaccine in a very short period of time that they claim they're getting great results with. The Cleveland Clinic is working in conjunction with Duke University to pass a new vaccine very quickly. 
And it certainly seems like Apple is back in the game in China, opening up all of their stores again. So again, a strong immune system here is the key to fighting this off. Be mindful of what you do on a daily basis. For those of you that are looking for different types of supplementation and little tips on what you can do to build your immune system, please go to my website and sign up for my weekly educator. That'll come to you every single week with some great recipes as well as great information on what's currently going on in the world. Lastly, please be mindful and practice good hygiene. Listen to our health professionals. Please take care of our elderly in this time of need. If you feel as though that you haven't been compromised or been in the uh, vicinity of anybody with this virus, please reach out to them and see if they need any shopping or just need a hug. Lastly, pay attention to your own surroundings. Till then, listen up, watch, and reach out if you need any information or questions answered. Have a great day.